This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to WSOY on NowDecatur.com. This stream is presented by Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Our investment in Decatur is an investment in everyone who calls Decatur home. Prepare for an equitable transition to clean energy. The public can hear from Ameren about the company's plans and offer feedback ahead of Ameren's multi-year electric grid filing with the Illinois Commerce Commission. Monday's event will be from 530 to 7 at the Ameren, Illinois Decatur office at 270 South Main Street. State lawmakers have unveiled legislation that would require some high schools, including Mount Zion, to change their mascots. The measure would require public K-12 through schools with names, logos, or mascots containing Native American tribes or culture to change them. The bill's sponsor says research shows mascot names like Braves, Indians, and Warriors are harmful to Native American kids. So far, the bill has only been referred to the Rules Committee. Let me refer you to our website for more stories, podcasts, and videos, nowdecatur.com. Another big Trump victory. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, winning Michigan's primary. November 5th cannot come fast enough because our country is in serious trouble. The former president thanked supporters at a Michigan watch party by speakerphone. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson now on how big a win it was. Donald Trump beat Nikki Haley by more than 40 points last night. Haley's vowed to remain in the race until after Super Tuesday next week, where in 11 of those 15 states, voters do not have to be a registered Republican. On the Democratic side, Biden earned more than eight. 80% of the vote, but over 13% of the voters marked uncommitted. Well, that was a, a Democratic protest vote, angry at President Biden for his support of Israel in the war in Gaza. Now, the president met with congressional leaders and urged them to approve a bill with military aid to Israel and Ukraine stalled in the House. I think the consequences of inaction every day in Ukraine are dire. More NATO allies are rejecting an option of the alliance sending troops into Ukraine to help battle Russian leader Vladimir Putin's invasion. France's president caused a stir this week saying that troops are an option being considered. Now, the funeral is set for Friday for the Russian opposition leader who died at a penal colony. Putin killed my husband, Alexei Navalny. On his orders, Alexei was tortured for three years. Yulia Navalny just addressed Europe's parliament in France, saying they don't know if police will crack down on Friday's funeral at a church in Moscow and arrest the mourners. President Biden's son, Hunter, will show up at the Capitol in about three hours. Hunter will be under oath when questioned by impeachment inquiry leaders about his father role in his overseas business deals. The transcript is expected to be re- released shortly after the deposition as requested by his lawyers. He will also be able to testify in a public hearing at a later date. Fox's Brooke Singman. In December, Hunter Biden made Republicans mad showing up for a planned deposition, then skipping it, instead holding a news conference, criticizing Republicans and denying his father's involvement. America's listening to Fox News. <laughs> America, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FirstYear15 for promotional details. 
Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. Are you still on the fence about owning gold? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The Oxford Gold Group are the pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Well, that meeting between President Biden and congressional leaders also focused on Friday's looming deadline to fund the government, or else there'll be a partial shutdown that'll get even bigger without funding March 8th. Democratic Senate leader Chuck Schumer. We are making good progress. Uh, We made it very clear. The, The speaker said unequivocally he wants to avoid a government shutdown. Many House Republicans have been demanding spending cuts. There's a big gun case at the Supreme Court today involving a device that can be put on some rifles infamously used by the gunman in the 2017 Las Vegas massacre, murdering 60 people, wounding more than 400. A Trump administration-era rule by the ATF deemed bump stocks to be classified as machine guns and therefore illegal for most U.S. citizens to buy or own. A bump stock is an accessory attached to a semi-automatic rifle that focuses the firearm's recoil to make the firearm move around the pulled trigger, allowing for faster successive firing. Firearms instructor Michael Cargill sued after surrendering his bump stocks, saying if Congress wanted to ban the devices, they should have passed a law like they did in the 1980s regarding automatic rifles. The case now goes before the U.S. Supreme Court today. Evan Brown, Fox News. A manhunt for an escaped murder suspect over in Louisiana. Jefferson Parish Sheriff Joseph Lapinto says Leon Ruffin is back in custody. It appears, according to the sheriff, that Ruffin was hiding out in a New Orleans hotel where it's thought he spent most of his time out of sight from searchers. Sheriff Lapinto said while Ruffin has been caught, there are questions about who may have helped him. We still have people that we're going to see if he touched. And, and so uh, I think... The investigation is not complete. Ruffin escaped Sunday after pepper spraying a deputy who was transporting him from a prison medical facility. That's Fox's Gurnall Scott on Wall Street. Stock futures are falling ahead of today's trading. I'm Dave Anthony and this is Fox News. We all want our young athletes to have a competitive advantage. If you think buying the newest, most expensive baseball bat or glove is going to give your kid the competitive edge, it's not. At Decatur Orthopedic Center, we know what matters is being an athlete, being faster, being stronger, and more explosive. If you are looking for the edge that's going to give your athlete their peak performance, look at the Athletic Performance Program at Decatur Orthopedic Center. Visit DecaturOrthopedicCenter.com or call 217-864-2665 for more information. Good morning. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 storm team forecast today. We still have a slight chance of snow this morning. It's going to be cloudy to start, then clear, high of about 34. Wind chill values down around 4, and wind gusts as high as almost 40 miles per hour. Tonight, clear with a low around 21. Thursday, sunny with a high near 46. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 48. The current temperature in downtown Decatur is 25 degrees. Your WSOY time is 6.06. 
Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday edition of Buyers and Company. Clay will join us from the Decatur Park District. We'll check in with Mark Topper, Hickory Point Bank Invested, Millican University, and Tanya from Crossing. All that starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. And welcome. We're back here on what it can only be described as sort of apocalyptic wind uh, out there and cold temperatures. Thankfully, whatever we got uh, in the uh, form of precipitation did not stick. So the roads are clear. Uh, driving is okay. But hold on to that 10 to 2 position with a death grip. Windy. Yeah, I had to, I was pushed a little bit late today, later than usual, because I was picking up recycling out of my yard. Yeah, who put that out? Had to. It's recycling day. (laughs) (laughs) Did you put it out overnight? Yeah, they come early in the, they're probably going to be there within the next half hour. Are they come that early? Yeah. Yeah, Ours is a little later in the day. Uh, so we have a little wiggle room, uh, when it comes to placement of that. Yeah, I don't know if there's any good way to put that out today. Nope. And, and, you and know, I'm not sure bricks are recyclable or anything that you could do to weigh it down. Well, back when they didn't have the automated thing, yeah, I yeah. would literally put bricks on top of them and they'd chuck them to the side and pull the cans. But now it's not like anymore. Drive by. Not anymore. Well, it is very, very, very windy and uh, very cold. What is the the current temperature? Uh, I'm reading. I have 25. Yeah, 20, 25. It's exactly what I have as well. Uh, and feels much worse than that. So if you have to be outside waiting on a bus or whatever, please be cautious out there today. Bundle up. Uh, we're going to bounce right back. You know, the good news is you got to get through a few hours of this and uh, things will warm back up. Uh, but, man, that wind out there is just frightful. So please, please, please be careful. We start today with a conversation uh, from Alexi Janulius, once again, uh, at the Secretary of State's office. Doesn't seem to be resting on any laurels, right? It's like right on to the next thing. He does consistently have stuff going on. Granted, everything's been the same for like 30 years. so he can just Longer than that. Yeah, he can just come in and start doing stuff. Yeah, but you would think you could do a few things, and you know, after comparing it to the the, the arc of the last thirty years, you're like, look what I accomplished: digital driver license and IDs. And he is continuing to commit to the modernization of the Secretary of State's office. And there is legislation uh, sponsored by Cam Buckner uh, of the 26th District and State Senator Michael Hastings of the 19th District. Uh, bipartisan legislation, if it passes, uh, implementation could occur as early as 2025. And this would be – I'm, I'm trying to figure out why anyone would be against this. Safety. That's only, I mean, that's the only and, and Safety meaning what? Um, the idea, so it's an old notion, but it's, it's still a notion and we all know what a fake ID looks like, but you had to present it. You give it to the guy. The guy looks you in the face. You look at the car. You look at the face, look at the car, look at the face. And that's good enough for, for now. It's did somebody email you that? Is it a photo? Is it a screenshot? Is it? been hacked has it been whatever it's the fear of the modern society that's who would be against it okay um 
find, uh, you know, I suppose there'd be one-off cases of stuff happening like that. There still are with, you know, I mean, exactly you, right. you can now print an ID. A hundred percent. I'm just, ta- I mean, you ask who, no, no, who would I, be against it. Okay. doesn't make sense to me, but I, I mean, I'm that's saying, the rationale. But you have the ability today, unlike going to get a fake ID, where you could literally print a driver's license in your house. I've been in lines when I was a kid younger teenager going to a bar or something and and we would take the old person's id and just pass it back to one another and oh, yeah. come through under the same one yeah because they didn't really want to know no, i didn't care <laughs> they just wanted your your money uh smartphones have become convenient places to store everything from movie tickets boarding passes and credit cards right i mean you get on a plane exactly right and, you know, we're supposed to have, are we not supposed to have this safe ID thing coming? The real ID? The real ID. I have mine. I don't know when it's mandatory. And, and how did you get it? Um, I don't, re- I just followed the instructions on their website. I don't remember exactly. I think it's only like adding a couple more pieces of mail. Okay. So did you, you did it from mail? I mean, or did you have to physically go I mean, somewhere to do it? I think I w- made an appointment at the, uh, maybe at the airport in Bloomington. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking right now. It goes into effect. Now this was supposed to go into effect like two years ago. Yeah, and, and now oh, and it's been punted. Multiple May seventh of 2025. So we're coming up on it. Well, a year from May. Yeah, <laughs> we're coming up on something that was due. Years ago. Three years ago. And even before that, too. Yeah. Uh, for Illinois residents who fly domestically, the federal government has extended the deadline to May 7th, 2025, that will require to use a valid U.S. passport or obtain real ID from the Illinois Secretary of State's office. Uh, take time to know your options, information, and other types of identification, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there's documents. Visit the real ID interactive checklist. My, my point is if they can go to all this trouble and satisfy federal guidelines and you can pay for your hotel and your gas and get on an airplane with your phone, what is the difference? The stakes is is the biggest difference. I mean, like, so somebody steals your credit card, you can undo that. You can prove fraud. Somebody gets your driver's license, your ID. That's, you know, that that's a, a thing that just keeps unraveling. So I think the stakes are a little higher. And then whose jurisdiction is it to provide the security of that to verify it and to keep it verifiable in all instances of online use? So it's it's one thing to go. Here's your online driver's license, but what are are you holding up a JPEG, or are you holding up something that's living? Has a well, a, I think that's up to, to whatever the law requires them to do. I, I mean, but I, you, if you just think about anything else in your life, I mean, you, you know, uh, you could hijack an airliner. Uh, you certainly get on board with a boarding pass. Uh, I mean, that's on your phone. I, I mean, they would have to probably figure out some way to have an app or something that law enforcement uses to scan to verify. But all this stuff seems like so doable. I mean, it doesn't even seem expensive. It depends on how hard they go into it. So, like, for example, just using, like, Ticketmaster, I think they do, maybe Live Nation, I don't remember which, have the living barcodes so that so it it changes every 20 seconds or, you know, it refreshes. Yeah. Because, you know, that 
And so if there's a mechanism like that, it's infinitely more expensive than just here. We issue this. There's a picture. Save it to your phone. Pull it up out of your out of your favorite photos. Right. Or or even the app. It's just a saved picture. There's there's not a whole lot to that. But if you think about the way they treat vaccines, for instance, Mm -hmm. you know, that is all. I mean, you could get a vaccine card, but I mean, it is all done online and stored online. And you're able to pull those documents up to satisfy whatever there might be as far as rules or restrictions during the height of COVID, and uh, most of that's gone now. But, I mean, no one questioned about whether that was like a JPEG or not. They, I mean, there was a way to be able to show proof. I 100% agree with that. What I'm saying is is that the, in a modern society where everything is going to eventually be there and everything's going to be tied to that, should they not have a little more security than just going, well, here's my vaccine card that maybe I took a, a photoshopped and was able to hold up? I mean, it's this is the time to be thinking about that rather than after the fact when you could just basically send me your driver's license as a screenshot and I walk in and go, I'm Brian Byers yeah. here to pick up my prescription. I, I, you know, when I look at a driver's license today, mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's really, <laughs> I mean, other than a barcode that could be literally put together with digital, you know, yep. in a digital space. Uh, and then law enforcement pulls you over and, and, you know, I don't know what they do with it. Do you? Are they carrying some special equipment to scan a barcode on the yeah. back of a driver's license? Yeah, they can scan your barcode. They can enter it in manually. Um, it's got the holographic stuff in the state of Illinois to, to make it a it's little. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, but it's it, pretty flimsy and it it's, it's pretty like to me that looks very replicable. I mean, like that is something that, that any kid, you know, with any sort of skills on a computer could print out and, and make it look effectively real. Even if I say that's 100% easy to do, the question that I will pose, does that mean that that's effective? Does that mean that the, that it, again, in a, to your in point a, to a bouncer at a bar? Yeah. To a, a bouncer percent. at a bar, but to, to walking up and getting your prescription, filling out a loan pe- paper or whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, shouldn't we, isn't this the time to kind of buckle it up a little I'm bit? I'm not saying don't. I, I'm not arguing, I, but I don't see that any of that is a stumbling block to, uh, with the technology that can be done. You're talking about the resources of the state government. If they want to do, I mean, if you think about the way they pay to do the things the old way, it would probably be able to buckle up and be even more cost effective to do it in a modern way. Yeah, but actually doing it is what, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Not the resources of the wherewithal, making the decision to actually just, this is the time to tighten this up. We're going digital. We need to protect our digital entity. I'm, I can't imagine why they wouldn't do that if this legislation were to pass and they were going to make this a reality, why they wouldn't take all of those steps. I mean, I guess I'm just assuming <clears throat> proficiency in a job that maybe I shouldn't assume. From people that have not been proficient in any ways or, or well, but, but in there's this a, space. There's a new guy in town. When you, you know, Jesse White was the secretary of state for like three decades. Right. And nothing changed at the DMV. Nothing changed in the way that we went about getting IDs or driver's license or driving tests or anything. Nothing changed from the time I was 16 till I was 54. Janulius has come in and you don't need, you get your sticker in three days. You don't need to go stand in line at the DMV. No one's questioning whether it's the same sticker or not. I mean, they're able to deliver it to you at your house with the thing. Literally. I mean, he's doing things differently. 
Yeah. And I also don't think he's going to get way more praise than he probably deserves because he's starting with Stone Age, you know, and then moving into 2008. Yeah. And and then this will be the way that this digital stuff will be the way it is moving forward. So this, I mean, it's just a, a good thing to avoid pitfalls and not just make it so that it's like they just generate it like it's a sticker and there you go. Yeah. That could be problematic. And they also, they believe, and and here's a, an interesting point brought up by the Secretary of State. Once again, uh, I haven't been a lifelong Janulius fan. You know, he's screwed some stuff up uh, in his political career. But since landing as Secretary of State, he seems like he's going to drag uh, that, that office and that entire thing into the present. And he believes that digital IDs would give you more privacy options and controls. Like, you could... You know, buy uh, an airplane ticket or purchase alcohol or rent a car, but not necessarily have to give up some information about your home address, your your certain things that you digital would give you protections. Yeah, if done right and well advanced, what what they basically would do is work with these organizations so that the state of Illinois and in the governing body is endorsing this document as is. So, hey. Your beef is with us because we know they are who they say they are. Yeah. And yeah. then I don't, the only other question I would have would be how does that interact with other states? You know, driving your car into Missouri and they don't have the law. Although I can't imagine why anyone in this, you know, it's 2024. Why there wouldn't be universal acceptance of being in, not the future, but in the time that we are in. And people will say, well, what if you, don't, you forgot your phone? Well, people forget their license all the time. You get a ticket and then go prove it, bring your phone. No, that's exactly right. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to, uh, uh, yeah, 2025 for the state of Illinois seems like, uh, a pretty, um, and, and here's another ambitious schedule. It is. Uh, one other, like there's small things that'll sip, go through the cracks. So like when you go to the courthouse, for example, and you have to literally leave your phone in your car. You can't bring it into well, the Well, that would have, have to change. That's silly anyway. Uh, it, it is to a degree, but then there will probably be a checkpoint within the building. No phone allowed in the courthouse. You just have to check it after you get in, and you could bring it into the counters to pay your bill or whatever they need. You know, So you'd be able to use it in the parts you need to and still have to drop it off before you go into a courtroom. Yeah, I, I've never understood why that law privacy in in the uh, in the courtroom. Well, when you go to the offices to pay a bill, that's not the same as going into exactly right. The court so, that, section. That's what, so that's why they'll have to do that part. But there's if I, I spoke to uh, a group of people at the women's prison not all that long ago, last ten years, and when you go in, you, you know you get a little locker that you have to check your phone in, uh, you, you know, to to go to the next step and to go in. But to go in and show who you are, you, you know, you could have done that with your phone, and then the next step is to check that phone in, and then you get that phone back when you when you leave. So there's look, there's options, uh, and, and I find that people just don't want to change anything. It's just the first time you even mention it, it's like, oh, this is how we've done it for fifty years, and exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's the dumb part. I it just the only caution I was pointing out is that a lot of times in a lot of this stuff, the modernization of society is done without the thorough thought and things are put out 
and and we're without regulation, without complete thought, and we're having to claw back because of the unintended or unforeseen circumstances that come with it. We're seeing that with internet, with social media, with you know all of that sort of stuff. The advent of this stuff, it's great for wide adoption. I'm a hundred percent for it. You know that. I, I can't wait for the. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like no. for twenty minutes you've been telling me why it's probably not a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I'm saying the people that have been resistant to it are now the ones in control of having all the answers <laughs> to the modern society. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I don't know. The real ID thing is is sort of a, 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 an odd thing to me that you know. It, it, it's standardization across right, other states, right? But to your point about not being able to get up to speed and do it the right way, they've had years to get this ready and exactly still can't. Right do it, uh, except for May 7th, 2025. Now, I have a passport. I, I mean, it was generally what I use when I fly. Yeah. For, you, you, know, you know, you have to use it for international travel. I just use it for domestic travel. Yeah, it took, honestly, I made we made an appointment. We sat in the lo- outside the room for six, seven minutes. We got in. We gave them, like, three pieces of mail, verified who we are, answered, like, two questions. And then what's the difference between your ID and your real ID? I think it has a gold star, a gold circle with a white star. The red state with a gold circle. That's the logo I'm seeing on here. And so now we're part of a network of states that acknowledge that as valid in those states. And is it all the states? No. Well, Illinois is not one of them yet. (laughs) Not yet. Not until May But those of us in Illinois are... Are, are valid. So it, it does cut down on some of that. That's the first step of a digital world is where other states now can pull and verify who we are and trust that. They couldn't before? Uh, not with the same level of authentic, authentic, uh, authenticity. It's not the word I was looking for, but, um, yeah, they could to a degree. This is part of the same shared network. Uh huh. And standardization. It standardizes what, what criteria. Yeah, but, but is, can you have a standard if, if not everyone's, I I mean, you're still going to run into a circumstance where that's not the thing. Yeah, whoever from Connecticut or whatever. Idaho or whatever. Still deal with it the way, but everybody else, it's. Okay. We're on board. I, I just think it's funny, like, if you have a next level ID, why don't you just make that the level of ID? That's what this is. That's what the real idea is meant to be. Like you have to have all these fields and filled out complete. And we've all de- agreed that we need these but, fields. But I, I get that. But what were the different fields from just having a regular driver's license? I don't know. Cause it's curious to me. Like if you have the ability, like I just renewed my driver's license within the last 18 months. Why would they not just do the process of giving you the thing anyway? Right. I don't know. I don't know. And then also, I think it's that extra layer of security, proving your identity with the extra pieces of mail. But you have whatever. to do, I mean, generally. There's more. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the criteria is higher. And you have to do it in person, sit down and make sure that somebody is, is probably notarizing the exchange. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, when I renewed my driver's license, that was in person. I had to take the information and I had, I'm just saying that it just seems like they can eliminate a step of having to go back and get a real ID by just doing it when you actually are there to renew whatever. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you want people to actually get on board and get done with this, if there is a deadline of, of May of next year, that's been moved, by the way, three or four times. Yeah. By the state of Illinois, not the federal government. I don't get it. I, I, so much of this stuff is just, we've talked about 
ad nauseum the the dangers of of boring bureaucracy and just being settled into what you, you do, right? I, I mean, how many times did you go to the DMV and they wouldn't take American Express or like Visa, but they'll take Discover? Yeah. And you go, how is that in modern times? Doesn't make sense sometimes. And then is that the same way in every DMV? Because it seems to change. <laughs> or I remember when I got my license renewed, I, I, someone told me to go to Clinton because it's quicker. I had that positive experience. You had the negative experience. Yeah, but, but I went up there, and their computer system that you would think is tied to the Secretary of State's office told me one thing, and the, the computer indicator told me another thing. And and that's and now you see why I'm no, nervous about I them going it. digital, it. where it all stakes are, where the whole thing is out there now. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you can't fight. I, I mean, you, you're gonna have to move into the modern world. And I'm hoping if you get a modern Secretary of State, that the even though the people probably won't like it that work there, they're gonna be forced into going into a new way of doing things. And it's got very little to do with taping signs all over everything. Little posters. Oh, my God. Pictures of the state's attorney. Oh, that's always big in color right there. What do they spend on that? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if you just take it times all the offices. Lots of them. Yeah. Lots of monies. That's just a political ad. (laughs) Pretty much. Right? They they get all those free political ads. Like remember Jesse White, you yeah. know, drive smart. Why do I even know who what he looks like? Well, because he was had the tumbling group and he was around for. He wasn't tumbling, years. but I'm saying like I only know Jesse from his White posters, <laughs> just from seeing his face, his furled brow. Guy was there forever and ever, and one of the most liked people. I, yeah. I mean, you know, this isn't disrespectful. It's just they weren't going to do anything different on his watch, and I at least. Out of all the people who were elected uh, this last time, uh, this guy seems to be at least, uh, you know, every week, every couple of weeks coming out going, how do we modernize? This? I think it's great. I'm a huge fan of this kind of stuff. Just, just cautioning to be measured. Well, just th- this kind of stuff is what everyone else has to do. Oh, it's eventual. Outside. It's all eventual. No, no. I'm saying small businesses, uh, you know, everyone else has to stay modern and has to modernize and has to do the next step because they have to be where their customers are. State of Illinois is like the last in line to do that. Almost always. We'll take a break for bottom of the hour stories and news. Back with more right after this. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. The Illinois Department of Agriculture has announced online registration for campers at the DuCoin State Fairgrounds is open for solar eclipse viewing. The Eclipse Weekend Package rate is $100 for a four-night stay. The DuCoin State Fairgrounds are within 20 miles of the solar eclipse path of totality occurring April 8th. While the Decatur area will experience a partial eclipse, only the narrow path of totality will experience a total eclipse when the sky darkens as the moon blocks all sunlight. Governor Pritzker was in normal yesterday to call attention to recent state funding for manufacturing training academies, including at Heartland Community College. The governor and college officials celebrated their new 45,000-square-foot facility that opened in January. It includes remodeled space to support programs including robotics, HVAC, welding, and digital media, as well as a newly constructed EV lab. More stories, podcasts, and videos at nowdecatur.com. 
News. I'm Chris Foster. We're going to make America great again, greater than ever before. Former President Trump calling into a Republican watch party in Grand Rapids, Michigan, celebrating another primary win over Nikki Haley. She wins two delegates to Trump's nine. More are awarded at caucuses in Michigan Saturday. President Biden wins the Democrats' primary in Michigan with 81% of the vote, 13% voting uncommitted. Supreme Court hears a challenge today to a 2018 ban on bump stocks. A bump stock is an accessory attached to a semi-automatic rifle that focuses the firearm's recoil to make the firearm move around the pulled trigger, allowing for faster successive firing. Firearms instructor Michael Cargill sued after surrendering his bump stocks, saying if Congress wanted to ban the devices, they should have passed a law like they did in the 1980s regarding automatic rifles. Fox's Evan Brown, the bump stock ban was in response to a man killing 58 people in Las Vegas, firing from a hotel suite, wounding hundreds. America's listening to Fox News. The Mount Zion Spring Craft Show at the Mount Zion Convention Center is back. The perfect place to find unique, handmade items for your home. The Craft Show starts Friday night, March 1st from 7 till 9 and continues on Saturday the 2nd from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Admission is free. Food will be available for purchase from the kitchen of Doris Yoder. For more information on the Mount Zion Spring Craft Show, call 864-5424 or Facebook.com slash Mount Zion Craft Shows. Want to take the best trip ever in 2024? Linda Roberts with Best Trips Ever has you covered. Featured trips this year include Spotlight on South Dakota, Mount Rushmore in August, the 80th anniversary of D-Day from Paris to Normandy River Cruise in October, and San Antonio holiday November 30th through December 4th. For more information, call Linda Roberts today, 855-1877. That's 855-1877. Best Trips Ever. And remember, travel is the only thing you can buy that makes you richer. Ready to purchase that smooth ride? You got it at Staley Credit Union. You want to move forward with a new car, truck, or SUV. But first, you need some cash. Staley Credit Union offers lower interest auto loans that get you in the driver's seat. And if a motorcycle, ATV, or boat is more your speed, we have loans for those too. At Staley Credit Union, you got it. Learn more at StaleyCU.com. This institution is not federally insured by member choice. Proudly insured by American Share Insurance. Well, right underneath the uh, howling wind, Nick's got your three-day forecast. Yeah, there's a still there's still a very slight chance of some snow this morning. It's going to be cloudy to start, then clear. A high at about 34. Wind chill values could get as low as four as gusts go as high as 38 miles per hour tonight. Clear with a low around 22 and more wind. Thursday sunny with a high of 46, and Friday mostly cloudy with a high near 48. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 24 degrees. Your WSOY time is 6.33. And this look at your weather, it's brought to you by Staley Credit Union. Ready to bank better? Bank Staley Credit Union. You're listening to Buyers & Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Back here on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Uh, you better, uh, I don't know, 
tie up your garbage cans, figure out a way, probably don't want to walk the dog this morning. It's just crazy. I heard a huge crash. I thought, oh, my God, something like uh, a garbage cans blowing down the street. It was an actual garbage truck picking up. Okay, good. So we're all good. Uh, I did find out uh, the the real ID uh, the, the for air travel, the uh, U.S. passport takes care of you. So if you don't use... Um, you know, any sort of domestic transportation like airplanes or whatever, you're good. But if you visit military base or secure federal facilities, and, and I don't know exactly what the definition of secure, I mean, you would think all federal facilities would be secure, but I don't know if that means like going to a prison or going to Congress. I mean, I don't have any idea. You need a real ID. Uh, and the requirements are your visit, as you mentioned, the uh the different things you talked about you know your full social security number you know on something like a w2 or social security card i don't have a social security card get one i know i'm just saying I, it wasn't something back in the day that you carried with i mean i'm always amazed when somebody will pull out like a 50 year old social security card yeah they recommend you don't carry it anywhere well no yeah but yeah, you're except right. when it's required to like pull out and hand I had the over. wrong number on my first social security card. <laughs> Is that I'm right? Serious? I had to go get a different one. I bet that was easy. Uh, anyway, uh, proof of signature, and then you get a, uh, a temporary secure paper, which, by the way, TSA won't accept. So you got to wait till however long it takes for them to get it back to you. Mailed within 15 business days, they say. It was so, pretty quick when I got ours. Yeah. Realid.ilsos.gov, which even for the government's not that bad. Yeah. A web address. It's not bad. <laughs> it's it's not great, but for government, it's not bad. Uh, so I'll I'll go ahead and probably take care of that now that it's on the, uh, the, the forefront of thought here as we've talked about it. Uh, and by the way, they wouldn't eliminate driver's license. Companion. Uh, it would be a companion piece. Uh, which, you know, would be sooner or later we're going to, you know, you're just not going to have a wallet. That's right. And I'm okay with that. I really am. I, I mean, I look at how much of my life is digital. I mean, most of my interactions with everything are. Apple Pay, whatever it might be. Boarding passes. I mean, just about everything you do in life is on your phone. Sure. Although... I guess still um, gas pumps, and I mean, I'm trying to think of things where you you can't just hold the phone up and pay. For now, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, all right, a little bit later today, uh, Hickory Point Bank uh, Community Invested will uh, have Carla Miller in with uh, Ed Smith. We'll talk about Habitat for Humanity, great organization. We've got uh, some drama from Millican University. They've got a play coming up, and uh, we'll have a staff member and a couple of the uh, kids in the show. We'll give you all the details. Tanya will be with us a little later. I want to talk about measles. Uh, it's a very interesting thing. Um Man, if I if I'm a parent in Florida in the public school system, I'm I'm losing it. How how are we still having measles outbreaks? Because they're not getting vaccinated. I mean, I it was more rhetorical. Yeah, I understand no. the function, but it's like it's something we figured out. That's a problem that's been sorted. Yeah, going to have to sort it again, and we'll find out what that means just for public health uh, in general. Uh, and what we're doing here in Illinois and what's recommended. And, you know, uh, I think when something's gone long enough, you, you know, the, the, the people now don't have any, like, recollection of 
what it was, no respect for what it took to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Right. Some people. And all it takes is some people. That's the problem with public health. Is that it's fine that you're going to be your own cantankerous way about ignoring medical advice or, you know, uh, and if you're only harming you, okay, I get it. But the problem with this thing is if 35 kids go into a school district of 1,600 uh, without vaccinations and you get an outbreak, it's everybody's problem. So, I mean, we just went through a couple of years. I mean, nothing would surprise me about this stuff anymore. That this stuff that was so fringe like five years ago, six years ago, ten years ago, I mean, such a tiny percentage of people who had this view about vaccinations and public health and doing the right thing. I mean, it, it, most people just went, yeah, you're kind of out there. You mix politics and, 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 you know, 100 year pandemic and all the different, and, and you just created a whole new category of people that have weaponized this stuff that has nothing to do with public health. It's just a whole different mindset. You got one running for president. Whose old family doesn't want him to be president. It's hard, you know, it's hard to have a shared society. You know, we were just talking about driver's license, and the biggest pushback I was given is the fear of other people doing bad stuff. Yeah. You know, if everybody did what they're supposed yeah, to do. But, but, but you expect that from criminals. I, I mean, you know, people who have the agenda to rip somebody off or to steal from That's somebody, those are criminals. You don't expect it from PTA moms sending their to kids school. to school. Yeah, just going to school. So, I mean, there is a difference there to me. Yes, you always have to be prepared for bad actors in life. I, I mean, when you walk down the street, when you do, I mean, any kind of exchange, there's always that factor in life that someone could do something really bad against you because that's just what they do. They're criminals. Yep. I'm going to talk about criminals. I'm talking about just parents. Well, people doing bad things. No, but I'm talking about just, oh, well, our politics say we can't support this public health measure, so we're going to put your child in danger. That's a whole different kind of bad actor. Yeah. And it used to be so tiny. Right. And now it is much more widespread than that. It's not the majority of people. It's nowhere close, but it's a bigger group of people than it was five or 10 years ago, for sure, because we've mixed all this stuff together into one cocktail. And then you get, you know, when you go out like the governor did in Florida and look for a surgeon general or whatever they're called, you know, in state director of public health or, or whatever, and you go hand pick the guy because he agrees with you about COVID and vaccines and you put him in there for a political reason, not a medical reason. Of course, this is what he's going to continue to do. I look at the state of Florida and I just, I, I mean, it is. <laughs> now I know most people waking up today and walking around on the beach doing whatever they're doing, aren't living this life. But man, it's strange. During, it is strange. During the run-up when, when he was a presidential candidate, uh, that that was – we saw it more frequently because it was being used as, hey, here's another reason to vote for me. Here's another re- right. new thing. So, it, I mean, we see it more than we do in other states. But a lot of it was in – Brad Hal Brooks. Right here. Uh, 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 mailer. 
Face-off on mask looming in Springfield. Two downstate Republicans balk at COVID-19. Now, this isn't a hit piece. This is him bragging about himself. Right? Right. That they were against COVID-19 precautions. (laughs) Think about that. I'm against you even being careful. For yourself. And for everyone else. Right. And I didn't say that, and I'm embarrassed by it. I said it, I did it, and now it's on my piece that I sent to your mailbox bragging and asking for your vote. I mean, you know, (laughs) it's on display. It's not, you don't have to look far to find it. So we'll talk about that with Tanya a little bit later. And then I saw a stat. I I can't, I, I can believe it's right, but it was amazing to me that in California last year, they seized enough fentanyl to kill everyone in the world twice. Jeez. Think about that math. You, you know, what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Billions and billions of, of toxic doses. Yeah. Seized enough fentanyl last year to kill everyone in the world twice over. And this is the kind of stuff like where people are going, well, why are you passing this law where you've got to have these things in schools? And I, I feel like there's this, um, when it comes to public health today, there is this sort of, and it's always been like, oh, we don't have drugs in our school. Yeah, you do. There's that mentality, or that's only for those kids, or that's only those people kind of mentality. But now it's to the point where I don't understand what people don't understand Kids are going to be stupid and kids are going to try things. And not every kid, but a lot of kids. And the difference between that 20 years ago and today is that trying something once could kill you. Period. So why would you not have these agents, you know, that could, that could literally save lives in schools, in bars, and I mean, everywhere? There's so much of of what it would counteract out there that it it just makes sense. When there was enough of this just in the state of California to kill everyone in the world twice over. Just in California. That's just how much California seized. Seized, Seized, yeah. So I know people like to think not our kids, not our school, not our whatever. But would you not rather take a health care measure that could then save a life that could be then turned around and live for, for I mean, or would you rather just deny until it's too late and your child is gone forever or someone you love? The number has me just really it is crazy, right? Cause there's no way they even, but what did we think about growing up nuclear weapons, yeah. you, you know, like that kind of mass uh-huh. destruction. Yeah. This is like, you can't even see it. No. And to think that, that that number was seized, I can't imagine that they're getting seizing half the supply. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not getting 50% off the streets. No. So that probably. I don't means, know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what the, like the, right. the percentage so, is of like, Hey, we seized this, right. which means the percentage of the overall total. Right. So if, if, if they got half, then yeah. that means they have enough to kill the whole world, world four, four times. times just in California. Right. And getting half, I think, would be probably a huge leap. Yeah. But it is. All right. Let's do this. We've got to take the marquee coffee break. That's how I get my high. Ethiopian blend. It is a, a beautiful thing. Fresh roasted coffee. 
I cannot tell you. I, I don't think I really understood the whole fresh roasted concept until the machine was installed out here. And it grinds the beans one cup at a time. It's like just, just fresh roasted. They deliver the beans. The beans get put in the machine. You punch the button. The machine does its magic thing and you get a fresh cup of coffee that is unbeatable. I finally figured out, by the way, what those stupid things are that Messi's always drinking. What's that? Do you, you ever, anytime there's anything with him in the Miami mm-hmm. one, now I'm watching the World Cup one, <clears throat> there's this round kind of yeah. like, um, copper sort of cup yeah. with a metal straw and a lid. You figured it out. I did. Oh, I mean, I'm, it's not a genius. I just Googled it. Um, but it, it evidently is something that is very, very much Argentina. I'll tell you what it is on the other side of the break. It just reminded me when I was, because in Argentina, they just pass those things around. They take hot water to the beach with it. Isn't <laughs> it? Makes sense. No, them, it's, I guess. it's a custom. Not to us. Uh, <laughs> like they have the thermoses, like we're, we're carrying around ice and cold water. They get like hot water so they can keep making this stuff fresh. Okay. You got me curious. Uh, it's got, right. Cause it's the cop and everything. I mean, it's a whole look. Seen it. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll be back. Time now for the Marquee Coffee Break. You know it. The magic is in our beans. Set those tea times as Earth Mover Credit Union presents the second United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Pub in downtown Decatur. $1,500 in prize money is on the line, and it's anyone's to win. Book a tea time to play on the golf simulator at Caddyshack by calling 217-422-4444 or visiting caddyshackgolfpub.com. When you arrive, tell them you're playing in the United Way Open. Donate 10 bucks to the United Way for each nine holes you play at Pebble Beach, and you're in the running. Play anytime between now and February 28th. Top 12 scores are called on leap day and are invited to the championship nine-hole round on Sunday, March 3rd. Earth Mover Credit Union presents the second United Way Open at Caddyshack. Can anyone catch defending champion Griffin Sparks? Huge thank yous to sponsors, the Country Financial Agency of Ludwig & Young, the new 4-9 in Mount Zion right next door, Main Place Real Estate Agent Blake Reynolds, the Law Office of Andrew Erickson, Newhoff Media, Jim Broidery by Lance Amos, and Blake of Parlooza, LLC. Finally, a place in Decatur to catch every big game and root on all your favorite teams in a welcoming family atmosphere. Hot Shots in downtown Decatur is the place to be. Enjoy happy hour every day, Monday through Friday from 3 until 6, and get the big three, the MVP burger, a 9-inch pizza, or six boneless wings for only $4 each. Also, ask about their Beer of the Month specials. Located downtown at 237 North Main, open daily for lunch at 11 a.m. and staying open to be your late night spot until 2 a.m. Hot Shots, the place for sports. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, the original timeshare cancellation experts. Every week we get thousands of complaints from timeshare owners who can never book a vacation that they want. They were told their maintenance fees would never go up. They were told it's a great investment. Timeshare salespeople approach. They know how to get you trapped in a timeshare, and once you're locked in, they keep you spending money, chasing that impossible timeshare dream. At Wesley, we know the timeshare business inside and out, how you get hooked in and how we get you out. So whether your timeshare is completely paid off or you owe hundreds of thousands of dollars and you just can't stop buying, give us a call. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we'll get you out of your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free timeshare exit information kit. Call 800-706-5400. That's 800-706-5400. 800-706-5400. 
You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. We are back here on a Wednesday. Happy hump day. Windy, windy, windy out there. Be very careful uh, if you're putting out your garbage or whatnot. Uh, your garbage becomes the entire neighborhood's garbage. Nothing worse than that. Then there's nothing worse than the neighbor that doesn't pick it up. Oh, yeah. How do you drive in and out? I, I mean, blinders? What, what is it that you do there? Watch them get in their car, and you're like, no. Yeah, you got work to do. All right. It's called a mate, uh, the drink, uh, uh, in and around the world, but very big in Argentina. And it looks like some weird uh, herbal, caffeine-infused, like, chunky stuff. So you is know, it in maca latte? Huh? Is it a maca latte? I don't know what that means. Like, it's a latte, but made with the matcha, I meant. Why am I no, no. Maca? It's mate. It's it's made with the mate plant. Oh, that's is, its own plant. Yeah. I was wondering if it was one of those cute words. It's two no, things. No, 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 no. This goes way back. This is old school stuff. This isn't like, you know, crap Starbucks invented to get $9 out sure. of you. Uh, but they, the straw acts as a filter to pull the liquid out, you know, because it's a lot of stuff like leaves and, and herbs and all that. Uh, but, and then it's, they, you can buy it like in tea bags or bottle iced tea or whatever, but there's just like the crunchy stuff. Uh, and it's a communal thing. And, and like I said, it's just, it, if you watched, uh, Messi meets Miami, um, him and his wife, you know, wherever they're at home or whatever, there, there's the cups, you know, and they're handing them out. If you watch the, uh, uh the Messi and the, the world cup, by the way, is so good. So good. One of the things I learned, it's on, both of those are on Apple, by the way, who have like messy 24 seven deal. Um, I didn't realize how hated he was as late as 2016, 2018 that he quit. Yeah. Because of, I, I mean, people like if you watch, you think our sports TV is tough. This is the problem when you only have one sport. You have more than one, but there's only one everybody cares about. Right. And your whole identity is attached to it and your country. We just don't understand that here in America. We've got so many splintered, you know, baseball fans, basketball fans, hockey fans, you know, NFL fans. It's all anybody cares about is soccer or football, as they call it. And when you don't win and you can't live up to this impossible standard that was set 40 years ago with this guy who won the World Cup and was seen as a national hero, and you have, like, there's buildings, I mean, literally all over Argentina, these huge murals of both of these guys. This is the same thing David Beckham, and I didn't, you know, realize until watching the documentary how they go from the top all the way to the bottom almost overnight. Almost to exile. Yeah. I mean, public enemy number one, you're not wanted here, beat it. Cut down statues and stuff. I I mean, it's. I thought sports was tough here. This is like Skip Bayless on steroids. So it was brutal. But they tell the whole story, right, to build you up, to get you to the World Cup and the final. And and it's just so well done. I mean, as narrative, as storytelling. And you you like this guy no matter what because he's a pretty humble guy and he doesn't really, you know, but he's just carrying this nation on his back and it, it's like suffocating. 
felt bad. But then that makes the victory so much sweeter. Right. It's worth watching. And also, I think because I watched quite a bit of that World Cup, you know, so I had the context. Right. I'd forgotten that Netherlands game. Oh, my God, was that brutal. I mean, just like physical, and then after, and the fighting, and the right. like, I kicked the ball into another <laughs> bitch. Uh, and then that great matchup against Mbappe, and how exciting that was, that awesome. was. So if you liked that, this documentary will serve it right up for you, if you get the opportunity to watch it. It's really good. But that's a mate they're having. Nice. So if you ever go to Argentina, I think there's some other places that they uh, they do that as well. Uh, Uruguay and, and some others uh, where it's a very similar thing. Uh, but it's kind of a native-born plant that's caffeine-infused. So it's it's like they're – I guess they probably also have coffee though, right? Yeah, I mean that basically sounds like a tea or something. You it know. sounds like a nature's Red Bull to me. <laughs> nice. By the way, I was wrong yesterday. <clears throat> I had two episodes left, not one. Uh, to see how they crammed everything in. And, uh, uh, so they had a little more time for them to get Las Vegas in. I, here's my prediction. And I don't know. We're supposed to find out about Christian Horner today, or, or at least the speculation is right. there will be some sort of announcement today. Going back, um, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know what will happen with this thing that's out there. Don't even know what the allegations are, you, you know. But Daniel Ricardo may be his undoing more than anything else. Mm, what makes you say that? Because he's done this twice. Um, you know, he had, he, he's got, uh, he even says in, in this season uh, that, that Daniel Ricardo was like the love, uh, uh, the first love, you, you know, and he, and he should have absolutely kept Liam Lawson, uh, you, you know, after he was brought in. Uh, that guy had never even been on that racetrack and scored points in his first race. Uh, beat Yuki every race he was in, uh, and they kicked him to the curb back to the reserve driver to bring the broken hand 32-year-old Danny Ricardo back, who didn't do much the rest of the year. And then 2024, he's going to be back again. I look at all the decisions they've made in a cutthroat way about firing the people they've gotten rid of, and, and his soft spot might be Danny Rick, and he might lose Liam Lawson and other young drivers because they've just locked it up where these people don't have an opportunity. And they're not going to get rid of Yuki because of sponsorship dollars. Right. I thought when you first started that, that line that you were tying Daniel Ricardo. Ricardo to the scandal. No, 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 I I don't like, know. no, 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 no. I'm saying that yeah, I understand. Yeah, he, work wise, he yeah. makes these. Dis- they they're supposed to be cutthroat. They're but so it, savage everywhere, but for Danny Rick. Yeah, almost to a fault. And, and I don't know that Danny Rick was ever the driver. That I, I mean, he was a good driver, but I don't think he was going to be world champion. In fact, he's not even Sergio Perez. Yeah, I don't, you might, I mean, you might be right. I just think they made a real, and, and they go into this, and Liam Law, I mean, he's the real deal. 22 year old kid from New Zealand, F2 champion, you, you know, reserve driver, and stepped in. I mean, he'd never literally been to some of these tracks. Like, never been there physically. Right. Racing it for the first time, uh, and only a few hours in an F1 car, and he's out there driving like a pro. Now, does that mean long term? Don't know. 
But you got the guy who's kind of on the way out on the other end that McLaren dumped, uh, then the broken hand, and then the, you, you know, and I don't know how that, you, you know, comes back, you know, you know, with driving, right? Yeah, you're probably sure you're going to have arthritis and stuff later in your life, but I don't know. I think they made a huge mistake. We'll know here in a few weeks. Well, we'll I, by the end of the year, for sure. Uh, all right, we'll take a break for top of the hour stories and news. When we get back, Clay will join us from the Decatur Park District. We'll check in with Mark Tupper and Hickory Point Bank Invested. Stay tuned. Car, home, mobile device, we're there. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. 11 nonprofits are getting a total of over $12,000 in micro grants from the Community Foundation of Macon County. Micro grants are targeted to help fund professional development and training opportunities for nonprofit staff and board members. The annual micro grant program has now distributed almost $150,000 for Macon County nonprofit professional staff and volunteer development since 2010. To check out the recipients, go to nowdecatur.com. The Illinois State Fair has announced Motley Crue will take the grandstand on Saturday, August 10th. Motley Crue has sold over 100 million albums worldwide, garnered seven platinum and multi-platinum albums, and 22 top 40 mainstream rock hits. Tickets go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m. on Ticketmaster. The State Fair is... You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.